Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Teo Wells, uh, artist uh, uh, and m- many other things, scholar, I would <laughs> say. Oh, that's I, a bit pushy. <laughs> Madness, economic, and art is your talk um, given tonight at the Dunedin Public Library. Um, madness in economics and art. Uh, is the madness part your own, looking at the state of modern global economics <laughs> and, uh, you know, and not, not just monetary economics, but social economics as well? Well, I don't even know what social economics is. Uh, it is partly, definitely my own madness. What energy, McFarr? Let's snap into this, crack into this. <laughs> um, my madness is, um, it's, I, these subjects are so hard to talk about without feeling very traumatised, isolated, beat up. Um, it happens very quickly. Uh, we've all got vested interests and um, sides. You know, a lot, of, a lot of my friends consider themselves socialists. Um, and you know, good. You know, I'd, I'd like I'd like to consider myself a socialist too. But something happens when the the, the fish is in the pan, when the when the meat's in the griddle. It, we we become different, different become parts, different sides of the fence. When I say my economy is socialist, mm. and they go, oh yeah, no, I'm a wage slave, or I'm a bourgeois business owner, or. And that's where the cultural socialism is, you know, I, I respect that, but it really masks and hides my actual, you know, physical, day-to-day economic socialism. Can you be a socialist in a, in a capitalist society? Welfare? Yeah. Is that capitalist? Yes. No. It's it's really isn't it's, it's well, in fact it's it's why it depends. Well, no, it doesn't. Let's think about it. <laughs> but yes, exactly. We're right into it. Welfare threatens the hell out of the business round table. A hundred percent. And why is that? <sighs> well, I'll tell you. Um, it's because it's socialist. It's because it's our it's an expression that we voted for to um ex- to to reflect our democratic socialist principles mm-hmm. that um, and what we value you know, we don't want poor people to suffer needlessly but beneficiaries or, or the, the beneficiary system in Aotearoa is designed and made to be a stopgap measure in between work it's not meant to be something to be lived on so that's what well, I think this is the very point of, of, of who's, de- who's defining the definition of what welfare is supposed to be doing and I think it's been capitalist oh, totally. I, I, and I don't think um, they're the ones that designed the welfare system mm, in Aotearoa I think they've taken it over I don't think they designed it if we look at Michael Joseph Savage and people like that they were hard out you know wolf um, protests you know like they mm. were battlers they were they knew that when you were a socialist you were at war with capitalism and so there wasn't any naivety around what um, welfare would do and how much it would piss off capitalists However, um, I do think that capitalists have gotten into the, the chicken coop and have been running not only the perception of what um, welfare is about, but how it works. And you're right, we have, th- it's been openly stated by multiple governments that we have um, a low-wage economy and mm. the way, because we, that's by having a massive pool of unemployment, who, unemployed people who are forced to apply for jobs that they can't get or don't want. Or you know, not suitable for. Um, it creates this impression to boss man 
um, that he can keep wages low because look at all the um, resumes on my desk. <laughs> people looking for work. Yeah, look at all these people looking for work, and of course, it's just a, it's a fake picture. And but the picture is powerful enough to control and um, wages, keep wages low, and that controls inflation. But now, look what's happened. Our pool's gotten down to three point two percent, and that is not ideal. Six percent is ideal, because as soon as it gets too small, the worker gets too much power, and it starts having strikes and demanding higher wages. And what that does is, boss goes, "Well, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm going to put my prices up," mm. and that's what's happened. So, what I'm kind of playing around with is trying: how do we, how do we want welfare to be? What, who's going to actually creatively start thinking about and start articulating? Actually, the spirit of the law is not being um, met, and that's what my little funny little performance at the library is trying to. Sketch out. <laughs> what if welfare becomes too desirable, and therefore we yeah. go past that six percent? We go up to ten percent, fifteen percent. Then you're looking at the future of superannuation. You're looking at the future of the benefit system itself, no, because that, the money's not there to yeah. fund it. I, I, that is a very popular retort, and. Um, it's I just, just don't think it's it holds a question. Up. I'm not retorting. I'm quite, well, oh, it's just well, a question. Well, no, but it, it 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 comes back to me a lot that that idea that well, if we all um, went on welfare, uh, you know, nothing will get done. But see, the same people who say that say that you know, work is an essential part of any um, person's identity. No. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they 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 talk about how important um, work is to form um, a confident relationship with your community. You know, like you see a wins poster that says, "You know, getting a job gave me confidence." And it's like, well, maybe you had confidence, and now you're being exploited for it. But so there's, there's different. There's lots of different ways to approach this, I guess. But what I'm what I, I'm trying to put up this idea that you know maybe. Um, that's kind of fear-mongering, this idea that we're all going to just take a break and never come back to work. Um, what may happen, I don't know. But I do know that people enjoy working. And if we removed the um, the negative connotations around being forced to work at, at certain jobs... For example, imagine if you didn't... If the garbage man or... You know what? What are these horrific jobs that we were, were, were scared to take? Okay, let's look at the garbage man. If the garbage garbage man wasn't forced to work, if he was able to quit his job, go on welfare at any time, would we look at the garbage man freely choosing to do that job in a different light? I don't know. I, I, I just don't see the problem in being a garbage man. Neither do I. <laughs> how, how it's undesirable. You don't, no, I know. I was, I I was used str- to be. It used yeah. to be really high paying. Back in the eighties, I think being a garbage man was quite desirable. One, the fitness. Yeah. Two, it was actually quite high paying. But as time has gone on, that pay has slipped. Yeah. Personally, it's because not. Uh, mostly because we've had um, overseas companies come in. Yeah. Right. Okay. And start running the the system with the well, I guess my point is that if you remove the stigmatization of yeah. um, being forced to work if all jobs have that access that it's a, that someone's chosen to do that job you know then I think it changes the playing field mm. for for everyone you know everyone has then um, are empowered 
to work instead of having a work ethic ripped off like you're you're not making it on the social ladder so you go become a dishwasher or it's like so when we're talking about work in that sense we're talking about uh unskilled labor right for the most part. There's no such thing as unskilled labor. It's true, but it's just what it's called. Well, it doesn't need to be called that no. if it's not that, so let's not call it that. Um, but we're talking about jobs that are deemed only worthy um, as to be recomp- recompensated in a monetary sense. And there have been studies done that show that money really isn't, doesn't really satisfy um the general worker that's not why we're working Mm. we're working to to get that endorphin hit of actually solving a problem and being a part of something bigger than ourselves and um you that's why i think you know if you allow people to, to have a choice to be free to choose to not be a capitalist to take a break and go on welfare and explore how to give back in a broader sense of profit, you know, because time is a profit. Mm. Health is a profit. If we can share those things and be empowered to do those things, then our ability to compete in the marketplace from different economic systems could start taking shape, could start actually being visible. I think it's interesting, like, and, you know, I've had many jobs over the years, and I, 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 I would say... Um, when I was a freezer worker or when I, you know, picked fruit or those kinds of things, there was more social economy within my, what I would call social economy, economy, but it's not. Like, I was, I was a hell of a lot more social with my colleagues in work and outside of work than I have been in jobs that were, you know, labelled skilled jobs. Yeah, right, right, right. I've been isolated. What's that? It's kind of a natural form of isolation as you go up, as you become more successful, you become more isolated. Probably. I don't know. There was just more camaraderie mm. on the floor, you know, mm. on the shop mm. floor. Yes. No, well, there is a cultural aspect to, and a liberating aspect to poverty in a way. I, I, I put it in a horrible way. Of, you know, poverty helps me to eat my friends. Um, I, 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 I survive off a community of interaction. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I agree that it, it does it does change over time. You're a meme artist. What is a meme <laughs> artist? Uh, okay. Um, it's what are they? It's um, little poems, um, little visual uh, haikus. Oh, I, it's, it's really a, it's, co- a, it's a modern term for something that's probably been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're um they're slogans, they're jokes, aren't they? They're, uh, you know, the social media platforms I think have really um are the are the, are the highways of memes. And I, you know, since I've kind of been kicked out of the mainstream art scene, I've really fallen on the internet and found a reasonable following um, in terms of you know getting feedback getting getting some kind of critical discussion going I mean it's not not ideal but it's something it's, mm. yeah. all right so what are we gonna see and hear from tonight I have like 170 of these slides from that I've made from my notebooks that I've been keeping over the last say 10 years and I've noticed that I've just been kind of repeating myself with these slogans and 
kind of eureka moments where I've been reading some deep, dark theory and then equated it with something going on in my own life and just been able to have that flash of insight to grab it into seven or eight words and yeah. kind of composed it on a page and um, then turned the page and done another one. And, the page. and so I've just kind of collected a bunch of them and I'm just, I just kind of, like even just talking to you now, it f- kind of freaks me out, like, how... Do I exist? Does this conversation actually exist? What are the repercussions for talking about welfare, socialism, capitalism? Because there are. There These are repercussions. powerful tools. These are powerful tools, and I've, I've been smashed before for talking about this stuff. And so... I'm, I'm risking something. I feel, and you know, that's the part of the. I mean, my mental health is a lot better than it has been in the past when I've talked about this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm kind of a little more hesitant, a little more um, prepared, perhaps, for backlash. But I'm also excited to just being able to free speech, man. Like to talk about difficult, awkward things uh-huh. that makes us all get our backs up but are desperately needed to be unraveled society needs to be a bit more open you think yeah hell yeah all right so tonight uh on the fourth floor of the city right library yeah. right at the top uh 6 p.m free free that's the most important <laughs> it's free uh so the public art gallery um Oh, public library. I keep saying art gallery. Manus, yeah, they wouldn't have me. The, gal- the art gallery wouldn't touch me with a barge pole. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for the library to engage with this type of subject matter. I re- you know, hats off. Nice. Um, Taylor Wells, thank you so much for joining us. Good, bro. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.